coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. What the hell? What are we going to talk about, bro? We just got like, all right, ready? We'll figure it out. Hey, guys. Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. Good to see you. And we got a lot of, we got a lot of shit to talk about, but I'll tell you what we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the fights last week because there were none. All right? So we're not going to talk about That's them. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm a you know what we did have last week? I'm a genius. Is we had Glover to Glover. share. So I hadn't met Glover before. That was a cool week because he came to our classes, which was, for me, was awesome. Our classes are normally awesome, but it was just he's, different. He's, it's uh, just a different mix. I was destroyed after both classes. <laughs> um, so it was so fun to have him here. I learned a lot. So Glover. I thought that was great. Glover, when he first came here to to California to start training me, back in what was it, two thousand three or something, some crazy. But he, to pay his dues for training, I had put him in classes. And some of the fighters, like they're just not really good teachers, so I don't want to do that because then some do cleanup instead. But um, but Glover. He was such a great teacher. The freaking kids loved him. The parents loved him. And then he did the adult class, and the adult, adults all loved him. So I guarantee you, when he's done fighting, he is going to be an uber-successful uh, martial arts instructor. He already has a, a gym, his own gym, in Connecticut. And he is he's... Some guys just aren't really great teachers, and he is. And he's, he's an amazing, amazing teacher in the class. Yeah. So His personality I, is just made to teach. Normally, we get a water break, maybe one. And so I had the opportunity to get a water break in the middle of his class. I just decided to breathe instead. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. I, like, I, I had to just pass on the water. Yeah. I just need to breathe. He's, so I, it, was, it was a lot of fun having him here. He's, yeah, he, he we was, should have him here more. That was great. I'd love to. He, that was the plan. That was the plan. He was going to come back after his career and buy a house and yada yada. But things changed. But uh, it was it was definitely great to have him. He has a fight. Hopefully, he's going to fight in July. I'm not 100% sure. He's, uh, he's still up there in the ratings and uh, for good reason. Um, he's, just, he's just so well-rounded. And uh, just such a great guy. But so, it was great having him. Yeah, no fights last week, but we had a great guest in town. So, yeah. So, so we, we got fights next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of weird. I mean, there's no way someone like uh, Tony Ferguson will pull out of a fight unless, like, he's no way he could do it. I mean, I'm sure, I, I'll bet you right now. That I'm just gonna pick a number, but I bet you I'm even lowballing. Eighty percent of all fighters that fight are fighting in the UFC have some kind of injury where if they were just a regular person, they would be on disability or something. You know, 
Um, it's just you fight everybody, almost everybody at any given time has an injury, whether it's a knee, a, a torn this or a torn that, a bruise this or a bruise that. Um, and fighters just fight with it. And then when it gets to where it's going to impair their performance considerably or, or even worse, it'll make the injury so it's not healable, um, then they'll pull out of the fight. But most fighters will fight with some type of injury going in, some kind of pain going in. And, I'm, and, that, and they may have an injury anyway after the first round anyway. Yeah. So a lot of them, a lot of these fights, they end up, you find out they had a broken hand and they, in the first round, and they ended up fighting five rounds. So, you know, obviously if you know going in you have an injury and it's going to really affect your performance. But a lot of these guys end up fighting injured because they get injured in their fight. They're in. Yeah. And a lot of injuries, to be honest, don't really affect you as much once the fight starts. Some do, but some don't. But they play, they wreak, they wreak havoc on you mentally going into a fight. Like, just the smallest injury, like, you tweak your back, you tweak your knee, your shoulder, and going into the fight, you're like, oh, shit, man, it's gonna, you know, when you're, when you go in the fight 100%, it, you're you're already you're it's such a mental game so if you go in the game like 99 percent or each point is like you know times a thousand it's just like unbelievable and uh so for a guy like um tony ferguson to pull out i'm sure he has a massive uh injury and um and then the other uh, uh khabib i mean he wasn't he like pulled out like three or four times so far yeah i don't know these they were supposed to fight three other times and it never happened. So I think it was always was the Khabib, time. yeah. So this is, this is an interesting matchup with um, with Max Holloway. Um, I'm not really crazy about this matchup at all for Max, especially with a size difference. I mean, that's I mean that's I mean that's a considerable size difference for that when you're going that you know low. Um, so he has to come up ten pounds. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. But yeah. I'm sure he's having to cut weight because he's he's had five days notice, so he's probably having to cut. He's probably walking around somewhere in the '60s right now, um, so I'm, I'm sure he's having to cut. I'm not I'm not 100 sure because I don't know his what his walk around is, but I, I'm pretty sure he's cutting because six days. So they're probably even on that, but Khabib is a naturally bigger guy. So when they get in there, he's going to have naturally, he's going to be a bigger guy, a bigger, stronger, physically guy. He's physically bigger and stronger. Um, I think what Max has on him is he has slick, slick, uh, uh, slick submissions off his back, and Khabib loves to be on top. And I think his striking is, is, is cleaner, faster, and maybe even he has a better KO punch. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know that much about Khabib striking because um, he's, you know, that's not what he's known for. But he does, he does throw down to get in. I mean, he, like, if you're, if you're defending takedowns, you need to create a wall. And that wall is your jab, a straight punch, or even a feint. You have to create a wall. And then you have to create uh, distance by lateral movement. Um, 
And that's what Max will have to do. But Khabib has a pretty solid wall of his own. And when you have when you go in, you need to put up a wall to get the takedown. Like this isn't just a wrestling match, so you can't just walk in, get in for the shot. So it's gonna be an interesting strategy. Um, I love both these guys. Um, I don't like the matchup for Max Holloway, um, but I do love Max Holloway. But I just don't like this match for him. But he took it. That shows a lot. I mean, that could have been an easy fight for him to say, "I can't do it. I'm six days notice. I can't do it. I'm a 145er. You know, I, I'm just I'm not in shape." I mean, there could have been so many things that he said to make an excuse not to take it. Nobody would think twice. But he didn't. He just said, fuck it, yeah, let's go. And nobody, the fighter, um, nobody tells the fighter, you're fighting. In other words, the trainer and the manager are like, okay, I got this, I got this offer for you. You want to take it. It's always going to be put to the, the fighter. And, and he's the one that makes the final decision on that. So... Man, that says, says a lot about Max Holloway. And what does it say? Khabib's been training for a particular opponent also. So if he hasn't been training for Max Holloway, you think that's going to have an effect at all? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it's a Max Holloway-ish opponent. Um, there's a lot of similarities, um, a lot of differences. But, yeah, I, don't think, I think he's just going to go forward and, and fight. I don't, think, I don't think you really... I think there's little strategies... That you try to uh, you try to overcome that your opponent has, um, you're trying to so you're trying to thwart his his strengths or his you know idiosyncrasies that you see on video, but at the end of the day, ninety I'm gonna throw out a number, ninety six percent of your training is the same no matter who you're fighting. But I know you talk about some of your fighters that have had fights and something about their opponent, whether they're good at a particular thing, you drill for that. Right. Drill it, drill it, drill it. It's not something you can drill in six days, probably. No, but, I mean... But they're both at that same disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, we drill a lot, but we don't really... I don't really, to be honest, I don't really change the drilling that much for most, most of my fighters. I think I've done that a couple times in the past when I just see a glaring opening... Like, this, this is all you got to do, this and this. Um, um, but most fighters, I want my fighter to fight their game and not get so wrapped up in their opponent's game that they're def- going in defending already. You know, just thinking, oh, I got I to gotta do this and this because they're going to do this. I rather than worry about, I want him to worry about what I'm going to do. Like, like I, I mean, I, I always use Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is such a good um, example to use for, for so many so many aspects of combat sports. And this is one of them. And this is one of my favorite ones. Everybody trained with Mike Tyson. When they fought Mike Tyson, they were training to get out of the way of his overhand right, his uppercut, and his left hook. He was training every single fight, no matter who he fought, to land his overhand right, uppercut, and left hook. It doesn't matter who he was fighting. I don't think his game plan ever changed, but he changed a hell of a lot of other people's game plans. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I think about that. I think they're going to bo- both, go, both go in, and the one that can 
dominate the other one, or as as Randy Couture um, so eloquently put it, um, is to um, now I just forgot what he said. Is to put your strategy on them. That's what he's trying to say. He's saying, how did he say it? Now I forgot what the what the term was. Inflict. No, not inflict. But it was it was like you want to put your you want to put your strategy on your opponents, right? So that's what you always want to do. And I can't think of I think, can't think of the way you put it now. But I will before this. Uh, but it's over. And so the one that's able to um, put their strategy on their opponent is going to win. So uh, Khabib's going to have a strategy. Max is going to have a strategy. And whichever one um, wins, beats him out at that, is going to win the fight. So I don't think, in other words, I don't think Khabib is going to beat Max at his own game and vice versa. You think Max partially took this fight also because he can get, you know, it be a big deal for him to win a belt in another weight class while he's already the champion of his weight class. I think the, the upside there to him is probably appealing but I, I don't know maybe like you said maybe he's just he's not one to turn down a fight and they need him to fight so he's just gonna do it no matter who the opponent was yeah you, you can't think of a much scarier six day notice fight to take I mean, uh, Khabib's last fight it was like the movie Revenant he was the right. fucking bear he fucking mauled that poor guy he fucking mauled him like he was just like it was brutal to watch it was like there was no like clean knockout and the guy was dazed and you want to say stop the fight ref this was just like a steady mauling of uh, of uh his opponent and it was pretty one-sided so yeah. you think of you taking a fight on short notice and taking a scary fight on short notice that's this so i don't imagine he would have turned down almost anything he'd be the guy that you want to turn down if you're going to turn down because right. he's the guy that's just gonna he's gonna just keep coming and he's just is conditioning and it's just his onslaught is just unbelievable. It's just like a relentless onslaught that Max Holloway is going to have to deal with on um, on Saturday. So it's going to be it's going to it's it's going to be interesting. And why Max took this fight? What's what's in it for him? Money, huge payday. Sure, he's, he's they they promised him a lot of money to take this fight. Um, even more important than that is you, you're buying a shit ton of, uh, of, uh, of... Goodwill. Goodwill from the UFC. Um, loyalty. They're, they're going to be... They're very loyal to their people. And especially people that are loyal to them. Um, so he's buying a shit ton of that. He's putting money into the bank that way. He's money putting money into the loyalty. In the same way, it's kind of putting money if he were to win, putting money into your brand. You know, it's going to make him a lot more noticeable or uh, yeah. noticed guy. So, I I don't know what a loss does to him. You know, who's expecting him to win on six days notice at a higher weight class against this brutal opponent? So if you lose, how much do you really lose in this fight? As long as he comes out healthy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think it's an. Short of getting hurt, physically hurt, right? Which, I mean, it's it's. I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna hurt like owie hurt, but I don't think it's gonna be long term hurt. Um, other than that, it's a no lose uh, for Max Holloway because because 
you know, he took it on short notice. He's smaller and the opponent. So it is a no-lose for, for Max Holloway. It's a huge lose for Khabib. So everybody's talking about Max Holloway taking it the last minute, which is, to me, unbelievable. Huge heart. Um, impose your will. That's what it is. Yes. Impose your game plan on them. Yeah, you say, but he, but the way, uh, the way that uh, Randy Couture used to say was impose your will. So the one that imposes the will, their will will win. So anyway, sorry about that. Um, but Khabib, I mean, what's in it for him? I mean, because now he's fighting a really slick, unbelievably ta- talented younger foe. Is he younger? He seems like he is. I'm, I'm sure he is. Um, in Max Holloway, who has, I mean, just, he has fucking skill for days, and he's slick off his back, so, I mean, what's in it for Khabib? I mean, he's, I mean, if he wins, okay, you beat a guy, you know, 10 pounds lighter on five days notice, but if you lose, you lost to a guy 10 pounds lighter on five days notice or whatever, so... Khabib, I mean, it's 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 oh, it's a ballsy fight for him to take too. There's no sure thing in this sport, though. No, there, you know, every time you think someone's definitely going to mm-hmm. win a fight, uh, upsets are pretty common. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. Max it, is 26. Khabib is 29. Okay, it seems it seems they're both young. Yeah, they're both really young, but Khabib just looks like a brutal, brutal guy, and Max just looks like such a slick guy. He just looks so much younger, you know, but. You gotta remember with with uh, Khabib's style versus uh, versus Max's style. I mean, I mean, the the fastest way between point A and point B is left hook, and so with all the takedowns, with all the rushing in, getting back up, scrambling, etc., that it could take for Khabib to win the fight, one left hook, which either one of them can land, but I say. I say Max has uh, faster punches. This this type of thing doesn't usually happen, though. You have the guy that didn't pull out of the fight. They find someone else for him. How often does the now the guy that's still in the fight say, oh, I don't want that? They, I don't know that you see that. You don't see it, but we don't see a lot. I mean, we don't see a lot. And, and he could be talking to his manager or his trainer or whoever is taking that role at the time. And they could be talking to the, the matchmakers. So you're not going to hear it that often. It's not, it's not as frequent. But there are fighters that, as opponents, have fell out. And they've turned down uh, replacements. replacements. Yeah, but... Yeah, so this is... this is I don't know. This might be one I wouldn't be that crazy about with Khabib. Even though I think he's going to be an overwhelming favorite in this fight. I think he is, too. Yeah, like five, but, but five to one. I maybe. wouldn't count out Max. You never know in this sport. Um, it'll be an interesting fight. And I think the good news here is I think people are still excited to see this fight. I mean, the, the fight that was planned was going to be a big fight. I'm, I'm still interested to see this fight. I mean, I think. Yeah. Hope, well, hopefully it'll be a good one. And let's not forget, uh, with a lot less experience, um, Max didn't win, but uh, Max hung in there with. Uh, you know, with the McGregor. Yeah, with Connor. And and that was, I mean, I don't think he was even close to being KO'd. So I mean, and he was banging. He was he was banging. So, I mean, he did better than Jose Aldo or Jose Aldo against McGregor. So, 
I mean, Max is a very, very special fighter. I mean, some of the guys are really good, really talented. Um, I'm not going to name guys who aren't as good as Max, but there's so many guys out there that are really good. And that's the majority. They're really good or really, really, really good. But people like Max Holloway, I mean, his, his, his fighting name is, is perfect. You know, blessed. He is like, he is, there's something about Max Holloway that's, that just, you don't, you don't see it very often. And it was someone like Chuck had it. And he just, you know, he just has some kind of special skill, special talent. Just something about him is, for lack of a better term, blessed. His last loss was, was Conor. Conor McGregor, 2013. So that is one of the other things you lose as Max Holloway if you take this fight and lose, is he hasn't lost in five years, four and a half years. Yeah. Um, he's been some pretty damn good guys. Holy shit. Yeah, he's, he's been some good guys. Max Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, he's been some damn good guys. I mean, he's, I mean, yeah. Wait, he beats Jeremy Stevens. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so... So anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be an interesting fight. I don't like the fight personally because I love Max Holloway. I love Khabib too, but I don't. I mean, I'm just he's kind of a bully, and not, I mean in a good way. I mean that's what he's supposed to. Do. He's not like he goes around outside beating up old ladies, bully. But the way he fights, he's a mauler, and and so you just look at him and just see him brutalizing someone and max holloway i see you know i see him technically you know destroying people so i don't know man this it's gonna be interesting hopefully it happens yeah. <laughs> you never know any word on ferguson's injury i think he tripped over something or yeah. hurt his knee and then they were showing some video of him like kicking like a like a pole I like, saw that. A steel pole or something. Something weird. And then, and then, well, somebody said it was he was wearing sunglasses at night and tripped or something. I don't know. I already tripped over a cable and possibly, possibly injured his knee. Yeah, I don't I know. Didn't, I didn't really read about what happened that. to him. I didn't either. That, was, that, was, that would have been a fun fight, but whatever. Who else on that card? Rose and... Oh, and Rose and Joanna again. That's going to be, that's going to be, if nothing else, interesting. And then we got Perez against... Uh, Okay. Chiasi. And Felder. It. Oh, yeah. Who's Felder fighting? Oh, he's fighting the guy from uh, New Jersey, right? Or New York. Yeah, yeah Quinta. Yeah, yeah, Quinta. I, I mean, I try to like that guy, but he's just, I mean, he just came on, he came off as kind of douchey. Which one? Eloquenta, when he like flipped off the crowd and said something like, fuck you or something to the whole crowd. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know him, and that could have been something, you know, isolated. But Paul Felder's a really nice guy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about that fight. That should be interesting to watch. But the, I mean, the main one I, I want to see in this fight is uh, um, Rose and uh, Joanna, and then and then the main event. And the the main event, to be honest, I'm gonna be like this, like. I want to watch it, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I swear, you could ask my wife, I will be like this in the fight. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see 
Max or somebody get hurt. Taking a fight at that short of notice. And yeah. Who knows how conditioned he is, trained. He must be. Yeah. He must be in shape. But I think he had an ankle injury yeah. coming into this. That's, yeah, his um, last fight. From his last fight. So, uh, you know, who knows how ready he is, but I hope he's... I hope he's ready. Yeah, and and like I said, the downside if he get gets hurt, obviously. But other than that, there's no real downside of him taking this fight last minute. And like I said, um, I'm sure he's getting a pay bump because um, it's a last minute fight, and the UFC really wants it, and they appreciate um, they appreciate people that do this. They, I mean, you know, I know it's a business. You got, but they appreciate loyalty for the most part. Um, and, and, you know, taking it last minute, a bigger guy. Um, there's just so many reasons not to. But, that, but, but that's a huge reason to do it. You get, you're buying a lot of loyalty, getting a big pay, pay bump. And maybe he has some strategy that, that and I'm not saying he shouldn't or, or that he doesn't, but shit, he might, he, might, he might know something we don't, and he might just go in there and beat the shit out of... Uh, you know, Khabib. Yeah, it'll That'd be, be interesting. It'll be it's an interesting matchup. That would be. Um, well, next week, uh, we got Big John McCarthy. Let's get it on! Can you imagine if you had... I want to get... Oh, you know what? I'm going to have him say that, record it, and I'm going to play that in my bedroom at certain times. <laughs> at certain times. At certain times. I'm going to have like... And then she'll know. She like sometimes like when you're married for long enough, like you kind of lay there and you don't want to be the first one to make the move because then it's like <laughs> you, you want them to make the move sometimes. But this would like take the awkwardness away and just. I, you don't think that would add to the awkwardness? No, it would be the real question. Are you gonna tell John that's what you're gonna use it for when you ask him to say it? <laughs> I don't. I don't think you should tell him. No, he would. Cause, <laughs> no, because then it would it would creep the shit out of him. <laughs> And then he'd be like, what the fuck? But I think it'd be fun to do it. And then just like, because sometimes you just want to watch TV. Like sometimes, I'm, I, how long have you been married? <laughs> 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> I haven't been married a year yet. I love my wife to death. But sometimes, sometimes. You might have more years of marriage than me. But sometimes though, <laughs> I, I just want to watch fucking Homeland. I want to Homeland. I want to watch Homeland. Or, or we're, we're going through True blood. Sometimes, like, you know what? I mean, what's worse than this, guys? You're laying in bed, you're watching your show, and all of a sudden they give you that, whatever that move is. And you know that's what they want, and they just do that move. And um, and uh, you just, like, you're, you don't want to say no, but you want to at least finish the episode. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? Like, I don't think your recording's going to help. What? <laughs> <laughs> You need to say break or something else. No, but this is <laughs> this is for the times that I want to do it, right? But I don't want to come off like I don't know because then what if they don't? Then it's a rejection. Do you ever feel rejected? Um, ever? Sure. See, so this, <laughs> so this, like, let's get it on. Like having like a little, little recording on your phone, and then like. Then all of a sudden, you just put it on, and then it's like... I don't think this is going to go like you think it's going to go, but report back. Let us know how, <laughs> let us know how it works out. Okay, let me ask you guys out there. For anyone out there, give us, give us a comment. What, what, I mean, what's your best way, number one, if you're watching a show and you want to keep watching it, like Homeland or Shameless or, 
or a, a rerun of True Blood or something. And you just want to watch, at least get to the end of it. And then all of a sudden, you get a, the touch. Like they touch you or they nudge you in a certain way. And you and the show just started. And it's like, oh, shit. And But you don't want to say no because you don't want to reject them. So what's the best way to non, non like, without, you know, without ruining it for the next month? Because then they'll say no for the next month. So what's the best way just to, like, kind of just keep them, keep them there where they are, cocked and ready, until the show's over? What do you think? Wow. What do you think? I think that's why they invented the pause button. <laughs> that's what I think. You're going to pause the show? <laughs> It'll still be there. I think you need to get your priorities straight. <laughs> okay. Then what's... Okay, even, even more relevant is what if you're... What if you're watching a show, um, or what if you're not, wa- not watching a show, or, or, or she's watching a show, and you want to do something right now, you, you, for fear of being rejected, because there's no worse feeling than that, because once you try something and then they reject you a little bit, then, I don't know, Junior might not work after that, he's like, he's fucking em- emasculated, so what's a good way to like start it? You've been married long enough. Uh, have you ever you've never failed at it probably (laughs) i don't know i'll get back to you i think this does bring up our next point though is um should men get their testosterone level checked this is something i've been talking to john about as a doctor do you check that or not and he, he knows plenty of people you know this diagnosis of low t um and and i have to say People that know that I know you go, oh, well, you don't know John from 10 years ago. You know John 2.0. <laughs> I've been told that by your friends, by your good friends. <laughs> yeah, fucking big mouth. Because everyone... So, you know... So you think I'm... You, no. Everybody you, thinks you, I'm low I don't, I don't know. I didn't know Am you I before. A bit, does everyone just <laughs> think of me as a bitch now? Because everybody goes... So I had suggested for, for our broadcast, hey, you know, it's, it's health. You know, do you do you get that check? Do you want to know if that's low or not? Is it going to make a difference in your life? If you're healthy and happy, I'd say no. But it is interesting. Uh, you know, the test is easy to do. So something in the future. To me, what's really, what's really hurtful right now is when people say that's John 2.0. 2.0 is an upgrade. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's an upgrade. When they're saying that, what they're really meaning is... That's the new John the bitch. <laughs> no, that's what you hear. No, it's not because people think I'm nicer now and I'm sweeter and I'm more sensitive. <laughs> it's because I'm a bitch now. That's what I don't think that's what that means. Because they remember the old days where I was like, fuck you, come here. Now I'm like You still hey. ha- you still have that. Anyway. I don't know about testosterone because to me there's a lot of things to think about with testosterone. And if I was to think, say there's five symptoms, I think I, at least four of them, three of them, at least three of them, I think I would say, yeah, it might be a little low, okay? But the two main ones, and one particularly, it, it, to me, it, it couldn't be any better or more, especially at my age, I'm 60, it couldn't be any more. So it's like... Just with that one alone, I'm thinking, if my testosterone, I'm talking about sex, by the way. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, maybe it's all my wife, whatever. The sex, to me, is like, like I was 18. So I was like, 
if that's there that strong, it can't be low. And if it is low, fuck it. I, I'm okay with it low. If that was anywhere, like, if that was in, in jeopardy at all, I would be the first one, like, knocking on the door, like, hello, Mr. Testosterone Distributor. I'd like a shot. I can tell physically I'm not as strong as I used to be. Okay? Um, I can tell that I'm more emotional. Those are two of the main things. I'm not as strong. Even when I train, I train my ass off. I'm not quite as strong as I used to be. And I get more emotional, even though I've always been, I've always been a pretty emotional guy. I, but I, I hit it a lot more, and now I don't. So those are two main things that would think I think I do. But then the fact that I have energy, I think, for a 60-year-old, even... I can't think of when I was in my fighting days. I don't, I don't think I had more energy then than I do now. And I mean physical energy. Like, I want to train, train, train. I don't feel as strong physically, but I feel as good. And then the sex thing. So there's like... So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if I want to know a number. You I might... don't even care about a fucking number. Well, maybe a number doesn't matter. But it, whatever the number is, it is whether you know what it is or not. No, I know. So it's one of those things that when you do testing in medicine, you know, not knowing the result doesn't mean you don't have diabetes <laughs> because people don't want to be tested. No, but if you have diabetes, I think, I think if it was, you had a number and your glucose was 350, but you felt fucking perfect, then I don't, I don't think there's any reason to care what the number is. That's completely false because... That's when you get neuropathy. neuropathy no, but no. You get all these problems okay. from having elevated so, Okay, sugar. so let me go here. Let me go here then. Let me say your number is 350, but you have no none of the physical signs or symptoms. Well, you, that's by having a number that high. You're, it's what if you don't? What if you just have an anomaly? Like some people have their fucking liver on the left side. They don't say, well, we've got to take it out and put it on the right now. Because what if, what if having... For whatever reason, you are a you have some kind of anomaly. Like people do have anomalies, so they their blood sugar was normally three fifty, and it didn't have any uh, you know, neuropathies or the you know. Yeah, but the, that doesn't exist. But okay. But then okay, so what if your testosterone was fucking sixty, but you you're fucking like a rabbit. You felt energetic, like just you could do you go all day long. You could lift weights. And, and you're carrying on like a regular person. Say your testosterone was that low. It doesn't what mean be, it doesn't mean you need to do anything about it. Right, but what would the what would a what would a side effect like like you say with the, with the if the glucose was high, this this and this will happen because of it, which I agree with. But what if your testosterone is low, but you have none of the physical signs or symptoms? How is it going to affect you in the long run? It, I'm not saying it will. Do you think it will? Then? I, I'm not saying it will. Do you think it will? Uh, I, I think natural part of aging is our testosterone level does go down and there's physiologic effects to that for most people right. and all the stuff you talked about. So most it would affect most people. But I think knowing what it is is only so you, you'd only really in reality go looking at that if you had complaints about Yeah, one of the problems. things. Right. So no, it's just more of a curiosity then. Yeah. And it's for ratings, John. Uh, and you know, and we should do it. I, I'm I'm willing to you know monitor yours and and check it out. But you know, just while we're doing this, there's a there's a blog, and you can go check it out. It's called the Art of Manliness. The Art of Manliness, and check it out on their testosterone issue. And this guy does that. He he checks all of his numbers, cholesterol, all his. He does the CBCs. And, and, and his, his chem panels and his testosterone. 
And then he did, um, he, he, he changed his diet and his workout routine and a bunch of other things. And they're all written down. And he did like a, and he did a whole log on it. And he did it for, I think, 90 days. And then his testosterone, his testosterone almost doubled. Oh, yeah. And his, and he was like all, like, he's on, it was a semi-keto type diet where it was tons of bacon, no, no nitrates. That was his, he hates nitrates, he says. But a ton of bacon, meat, and a lot of heavy lifting. Like, he did, like, those Atlas balls and heavy uh, strongman competition type workouts and stuff. Um Got eight hours sleep. There's all these things he changed. His cholesterol, his his bad cholesterol dropped. His good cholesterol increased. None of his other numbers changed at all, except for his testosterone. And I think exercise is a big part of that. Yeah, a big I do part too. of that. I so think, I, I yeah. think not just checking your testosterone, but checking general labs is a good idea to do. I've done it recently, but just a good idea to do once in a while, even if you're healthy. Because you find things in medicine. I, I find things in patients, you know, I'm just fixing their knee, and you find out something else about them. They're, they have some cardiac issue that they didn't know that their heart could have stopped. And while I'm not doing life threat, you know, life-saving medicine most of the time, it's helping people with their lifestyle, but you catch those things. And if you never get them checked, you know, you never go in for testing, you never get things checked, you may have things going on, and you may feel great, and you may not know. So what if, what if, I don't want to know. That's more. I don't want to know. I'll give I the really result. don't. I'll give the results to Heather. I would. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's why I don't want to know my my chemistries. I don't want to do. So if EKG. you could know that you had a colon polyp that was turning into cancer, and they, you could have a surgery and you'd be recovered and and hundred percent cured, versus waiting till it's spread through your whole body is going to kill you, you'd rather not know. I just, I would rather meditate my way That's out of That's idiotic. It. Okay. Well, this is not an endorsement of that at all, <laughs> no. our show. I'm not saying uh, it is. That's my medicine. stupidity. That's my stupidity. I'm the first to admit it. But, okay, so, so let's do, okay, let's take it one step further. Let's do a specific, and you guys help us out here. We're going to do a specific workout routine. I'm going to write this down because we'll do a specific workout routine weekly. Okay, we'll change our diet, okay, and we'll, okay, we'll monitor our sleep, Uh oh. and what, what other thing? Well, the problem with that is if you take someone like, if you've seen that documentary where the guy ate like McDonald's yeah. or whatever, he, yeah. did, he did all his labs and then went off the deep end oh, in the oh, other direction. Oh, God. And then, he, you know, his doctors all tell him to knock it off because he, he's going to die. He was retarded. So was whatever supersize me or whatever that was called. so retarded. The problem with this is, you know, I work out four days a week. I've changed my diet drastically three years ago. I don't get any... My sleep's terrible. Okay. That would be something you change. The problem with that art of manliness thing is if you change five things and everything gets better, yeah. it's not really a problem, but you don't know how each of those things contributed to the okay. result. Because so you have too many variables. Okay. But the end result is good, so who cares? You can just do so all So let's that just stuff. monitor these things and keep them like they are. So so I sleep about seven, six, six to seven hours a night sleep. My diet isn't going to change, so I won't change my diet. I think I love my diet. And my workouts, the only thing I would add to it, if I could add anything, I would add one jogging day, and I would add one, um, one, uh, and I could do that on my, on my, uh, on our, uh, on our uh, wheelbarrow day. I wouldn't mind doing some heavy lifting stuff. So, 
other than that, I think everything keeping the same, but I think monitoring it or logging it for our viewers would help out because then you could say, we're doing this, and then this came, this became this. Yeah, like it is number. interesting to know. So for me as a physician, knowing getting periodic labs just rules out all kinds of bad things. Also just checks your general health, see if you need to change anything. Um, again, I'm not a primary care physician, so you know these are things that I do for myself. But um, int they're interesting things. John and I just talk about the testosterone one because that's just a point of contention. But but there are other good, useful labs to do on a you, at least a yearly basis, even if you're healthy and exercising and eating well. Yeah. Doesn't mean you need to do nothing about your health. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You guys should get your labs checked. And um, okay, so. What else we got? So we got Big John coming next next week. It's going to be unbelievable. He's such a icon, and, and uh, we're good friends, and, and he's an icon. And we were talking about Mask, um, the guy from uh, Tap Out. Um, I don't know why people are talking about him all of a sudden. It's all over social media. Um, I don't know if it's his birthday or, or... You were friends with him? Yeah. I loved him, man. He died in a car accident, right? Yeah. Um, he was the kind of guy that, honestly, I mean, and this is weird because um, um, when Jamie Foxx was here a couple weeks ago at our gym, uh, he made me and other people, not just me, but he, but he made, even though I've never met him before, he made me feel like we we're buddies. I mean, that's the way he is. I mean, he's one of the a highest A-list celebrities that I have ever met. I mean, he's like... I've met a lot of stars in my life, but he's like, he's like way the fuck up there. And, but he made me feel, we never met before, but within five minutes of meeting him, he was talking to me and just like we were best friends. And it was like, wow, okay. That's, and Mask did that to everyone he met. And I hear from, from, from my buddy that trains his daughter, Jamie Foxx, he treats everyone like that. And, and Mask made Everybody, everybody loved Mask. There wasn't one person on this planet that didn't love Mask and think they were his close friend because he made you feel like you're, he, he made you feel like you're the only person in the room when he talked to you. And he was such a positive force for, um, for the sport of MMA, not just the UFC because he would go to the little shows and fucking pass out stuff you know, tap out stuff. He sponsored so many people even before he could afford it. Um, and, and everybody loved mass. So it's just, it's, it's, you know, big John and big John's an icon as well. I mean, people, I mean, when you think my name's John, my name's John. <laughs> so when people say, Hey John, they don't think of me, you know what I mean? But you know, when you say Big John, anyone, anyone, probably like half the fucking world, you say Big John, they're going to go, oh, Big John McCarthy. He's that famous. Maybe not half the world, but close. Yeah, I, definitely in the MMA world. Yeah, he's everybody. 100% of the MMA world, if you say Big John, that's all you got to say. And they'll know exactly who you're talking about. You say mask, they're going to know who you're talking about. They say... Iceman, they're going to know who you're talking about. These icons are, they've changed so many lives and, and they're just such larger than life, life creatures. 
It's going to be crazy to have him here next week. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Hey, you know everybody, John. I don't know everybody. I you just know everybody. All right. I'm cool. a schmoozer. Yes. I'm like a used car salesman. I'm like a carny. Like, I work in the carnival. No? Uh, you're a little above that. Come yeah. on. Don't sell yourself short like on the carny. Anyway, anyway so next, fights next week. Next we're week. going to talk about the fights That's next week. That's going to be a good podcast. With, uh, with Big John. And we're going to talk about everything Big John-ish. All right? Thanks for coming, guys. Please share this, like it, and comment whether it's on SoundCloud or you're watching it on, um, on YouTube. Please comment and let us know what you want to talk about, whether it's MMA, UFC, martial arts, fitness, or sports medicine. And if you think we should be checking, John should get his labs checked and we'll, we'll do some other tests on him. Comment. We lo- would love to do it. All right, John. Awkward. Good to see you, man. Thank you.